We did it. It's here. Oh, I know you're excited. Oh, everybody's going to be stopping by and and checking to see what all's going on there. Uh, No, we're not talking about Christmas. We're talking about this, the final y'all kickoff of the year. This is our bowl edition of the y'all kickoff show with John Rawl. Good to be on with you. We've got every single bowl on the schedule broken down for you here today. We're going to walk through what we call the 15 bottom feeder bowls. These are the bowl games that aren't quite that exciting. And Matt Hermans, our Big 12 barrister, is going to be back on here to help us go through these list of 15 bottom feeder bowls. And then we'll move up a notch. We'll go to the from the 15 bottom feeder bowls to the 15 what we call bland bowls. These are bowls that, yeah, it's worth watching, but it's not the end of the world if your team loses one of these bland bowls and to help us get through that list jonathan lifite our acc insider who's been with this all y'all kickoff show all fall all fall (laughs) y'all he's going to be dropping by to help us get through the 15 bland bowls and then we have the 10 bodacious bowl games and ESPN.com and ESPN, the actual network out of Bristol, Connecticut insider Brad Edwards will be helping us walk through the big bowl games of this bowl season. And that includes the playoff semifinal contest, LSU and Oklahoma and Clemson and Ohio State. All that right here on our final Y'all Kickoff Show Bowl Edition YKS. Great to have you on board. Now, this is the end of the week edition of the Y'all Show. Monday through Thursday, we do a show that's all about the South. It mixes in college football talk alongside impeachment talk. (laughs) Not a lot of that, but some of that. We also talk about state politics. We discuss news and other headlines going on across the Southeast. We get into country music news, thanks to Precious Harris, and we cover all kinds of food, thanks to barbecue barrister Matt Hermans and Big 12 Barrister, too. We just got a bunch of stuff here on the Y'all Show, and we're glad that you could take some time here in the holiday season to enjoy a dose of the Y'all Kickoff Show. Again, this is our finale. We will go back on Fridays and on the weekend edition of the Y'all Show starting in January to having a fun getting ready for the weekend edition of the y'all show not necessarily a sports edition on our end of the week edition of the y'all show so just programming note by the way we'll be back with you with an all-new y'all show january 6 all right what's going on in college football here as we are breaking it down our bowl edition well we're going to go through every single bowl so don't you worry but just to give you a little bit of a heads up of what are the big games well if you want to hibernate until saturday december 28th then that's probably going to be just fine because that's the day That's the day of days when it comes to bowl games, at least, because that's when you have your New Year's Six bowl games kick off big time, okay? And that includes the college football playoff semifinals. So wake up early on Saturday, December 28th. Roll out of bed. You know, the year 2019 is coming to an end, and you need to make sure you blow it out big with college football. And to start the New Year's Six action, the Memphis Tigers and Penn State will be playing early that Saturday in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. And that'll be on ESPN. That's a great way to get your weekend going there. 
with that particular bowl game. Now, keep in mind, there's some other really good bowl games going on prior to this 28th of December, but that one right there is one heck of a way to get things going. If you want to kind of ignore everything else in your life until the 28th, then make sure you see the Tigers as they are replacing Mike Norvell. He's heading on to Tallahassee to coach the Seminoles. And James Franklin brings his bunch down as Penn State number 10 in the rankings. They'll be taking on this number 17 Memphis team, which ended up being the highest conference champion from the group of five schools. So therefore, they get the invite to head west toward Dallas for the Cotton Bowl. And again, this is going to be a 12 noon, 11 central kick on ESPN on the 28th of December. Another big game going on that day is Notre Dame and Iowa State. That's not a New Year's Six Bowl game. That's the Camping World Bowl, but that one also kicks off. If you want to flip back and forth between Notre Dame and Penn State or Memphis, you can do that at the exact same time. ABC's got this game, the Camping World Bowl, and that's, again, the Cyclones and the Irish. Now, on the evening of the 28th, as you go through your college football game day, that's when it gets real interesting. You've got your playoff semifinals kicking off at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. In Atlanta at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Oklahoma and LSU. Congratulations to both of these schools. Oklahoma slipping in the back door to get into the playoff. LSU, the number one seed and your SEC champion and your Heisman guy, Joe Burrow. This game from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It'll be the second time the Bayou Bengals will be playing in that building in about three weeks. So a lot of LSU fans will make their way to Hotlanta for this ESPN broadcast between the Sooners and the Bayou Bengals. Wonderful job, Coach Ed Orgeron. And I think his, was it this is second con- complete year? I think his three years ago he was an interim coach. I, if I think I'm right on that. So in year two of the Orgeron experiment, I think it's worked out pretty well. But Bayou Bengal fans want to win this one and then go back home as New Orleans is going to be the home of your national championship game on the 13th of January. Now, who will LSU play if they emerge victorious against Oklahoma? Or will who will Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts play if they can walk out of Atlanta winners? Well, the other semifinal game is taking place also on the 28th, and that's all the way out at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, as Ohio State and Clemson get together at 8 Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on ESPN. The Tigers going for back-to-back national championships and Ohio State back into the playoff semifinal here. And these are opponents that have seen each other over the last decade a couple of times. I remember it wasn't but about 10 years ago, Ohio State throttled Clemson in an Orange Bowl, winning 77-20 to 20 or something ridiculous. Clemson ended up getting revenge in the playoff, I think, a couple of years ago against Ohio State. And these two teams are doing quite well, both, of course, undefeated. And it should be a great game here and a great day, certainly toward the end of the Saturday here on the 28th with your semifinal contest. All right, so those two games go on. Winners move on to the national championship game on the 13th of January. Other big games as we wrap up the 2019 before we turn the page to 2020. I want to point out that on Monday, Monday Night Football, December 30th, the Gators of Florida and the Virginia Cavaliers get together at the Capital One Orange Bowl at Hard Rock Stadium there in Miami Gardens. 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central is the kick on ESPN. A lot of people wondering how in the world Virginia how in the world did they get to an orange bowl well it's all because of the bowl tie-ins and since clemson got the invite to the semifinal virginia takes the acc spot in 
the New Year's Six Bowl games, and therefore they're playing Florida. So it's number nine, Florida, and number 24, Bronco Mendenhall's Virginia Cavaliers. When we get to New Year's Eve, December 31st, None of these are massive bowl games, no New Year's Six bowl games, but I will be keeping an eye on Utah and Texas. Remember, Utah really blew it. They probably would be playing in the playoff semifinals if not for their Pac-12 championship loss to Oregon. And the Utes go all the way to the Alamo Dome, where they're in the Alamo Bowl against the Texas Longhorns on New Year's Eve. And this was a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central kick on ESPN, the final bowl game of 2019. Then we get to New Year's Day, and it's going to be fun in the Outback Bowl. Auburn and Minnesota get things going early on January 1st. That's a 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 noon Central kick on ESPN. And at the exact same time in nearby Orlando at Camping World Stadium, the rival Alabama Crimson Tide and Michigan play on ABC in the VRBO Citrus Bowl. Then we get back to some New Year's Six action as Oregon, winners of the Pac-12, they'll be playing the runner-ups in the Big Ten as the Ducks and Wisconsin will be in the Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual from the Rose Bowl, 5 Eastern, 4 o'clock Central on ESPN is where you'll see that contest. And then closing up New Year's Day, it's the All-State Sugar Bowl, the number five Georgia Bulldogs, as they got hammered in the SEC championship game, and they got hammered in the Sugar Bowl last year against Texas. They try to get some redemption. They'll be back in the Big Easy taking on Baylor, runners-up of the Big 12 Conference, and this game from Mercedes-Benz Superdome set for 845 Eastern, 745 Central on ESPN, again on New Year's evening. And that's your lineup there for some of your New Year's Six games on New Year's Day. Then we move on. Don't forget, we've got that national championship game coming up on the 13th of January from Mercedes-Benz Superdome. This is going to be an 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock time, Central local time there in New Orleans between whoever wins the semifinal contest. And a lot of people thinking that LSU and Clemson are going to meet here and I, I think there's a darn good chance, but that's why we are here on the Y'all Kickoff Show, getting you ready for all the contests and all the scenarios of college football. Well, that's just a quick glance over of some of your big bowl games going on here in the bowl season. When we come back after the break, hey, those were great bowl games. We've got 15 bottom feeder bowls going on here in the postseason. And to help us go through that lineup of games, Matt Hearman's our Big 12 barrister will be on to discuss all those games from the Bahamas Bowl to, gosh, bowl games of of companies you've never heard of. (laughs) And we'll discuss all that with Hearman's after the break. But when we come back, before we get him to talk about bottom feeder bowls, old matt's gonna walk through what a lot of us will be eating on christmas day and that's ham and he's got some great pointers for serving up ham on 25 december all that in our spotlight of bottom feeder bowls coming up next on the y'all kickoff show asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street Now, you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Message and data rhythm apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com terms. Please don't text and drive. 
Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Of course, most hams are already cured, unless you're talking about a fresh ham, which we would be a totally different deal. We're talking about a long, slow uh, barbecue cook on a fresh ham. So we're going to talk about what 98% of people will be eating if they eat ham, and that's cured ham. And we typically think of a couple different kinds of hams, and those are spiral sliced hams. You know, there's a lot of big, big brands across the country. There's Honey Bee, there's Honey Bake, there's Honey This, Honey That. Um, and they do spiral sliced I'm sorry, what, did you call my name? <laughs> no. Um, you, you didn't say honey? Oh, well, shoot. You know what? I didn't know we were using um, our off-the-air language today, John. So uh, <laughs> you got to give me you got to give me a heads up. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so, okay, yeah. sugar britches. Go ahead. Okay. Oof. Now it's out. Now we're, now it's over. Now it's out. Um, so, yeah. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You're talking about a spiral slice sweet, sweet ham like that. Uh, but here's the thing. Those are not cheap. They're delicious. Every, every one of these places does a fine job. Um, but... You can do it yourself. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to spend the upcharge to go to the Honey Bee or the Honey Bake to get that. You can, if you want to do it yourself, you can. And the best way to do it is to put your your, your spiral sliced ham on the smoker um, and add another layer of flavor to it. A lot of times, these places, uh, some of these nationwide places, will smoke their hams as well, and then they'll glaze it. But here's the kicker is you can do that all yourself. You can go to your local Kroger, Winn-Dixie, whatever it is, and you can get a nice uh, pre-cut spiral sliced ham yourself. Uh, and you can mix up a little uh, what we call a glaze, brown sugar, maybe some maple syrup, like throw a little cayenne pepper in there to get a little bit of a kick. It's anything you want, cloves, maybe some allspice, uh, some, some holiday-type flavors, mix it in there. And you just brush it on, you coat it. Uh, and you cook your ham and add some smoke to it on your pit. And there's really nothing, until you've had it, there's really nothing like, say, brown sugar or maple syrup or a sweet kind of uh, savory mixture that you put on a ham. With, if you add hickory or pecan smoke to it, it's just 
kind of an unbelievable flavor combination. So I would encourage folks this year, you want to be a little bit adventurous, but not too adventurous, because here's the thing, the ham's already cooked. You can't undercook it. It's already been cured. I tell you what, that guy is the cure for all things cooking. Matt Herman's right here on the Y'all Kickoff Show Bowl Edition. And he joins us each Tuesday on the Y'all Show to discuss not only Big 12 sports, but also he's a master barbecue guy, and he often shares barbecue tips and other food tips. Make sure you go catch the Y'all Show podcast for him on any of our streaming partners, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, or the Apple Podcast apps. Search for Y'all Show and every single Y'all Kickoff Show, every single Y'all Show right there, available free of charge. Share it with all your friends and family here over the holidays as well. Well, in addition to talking barbecue and food, Matt Herman's also wears his Big 12 hat. Today, we've got him wearing his bottom feeder bowl hat. <laughs> and this is where we go through and spotlight the 15 not-so-exciting bowl games going on in this bowl season. And so, as Matt, we welcome you back in here to the Y'all Kickoff Show, now the bowl edition of the program. i got to have you weigh in on the 15 bottom feeder bowls. The bowls that right. most people wouldn't even be tuning in, but something tells me Matt Herman's is going to be watching these games. And, all right, all right, and, I will. <laughs> and, and we start off in the great nation of the Bahamas, where the 49ers of Charlotte and the Buffalo Bulls get together on December 20th for the Bahamas Bowl. What's going to happen in this one? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen is both of those schools are going to be uh, enjoying the heck out of some uh, December Bahamas weather. I think it'll be something like mid-upper 70s, I think, is, is about right this time of year. So uh, <laughs> that'll be the best part of that matchup. That's that's This is one of the things, I won't spend too much time on this one, I know we got to get through them, but this is one of the cool things about bowl games. The Charlotte 49ers and Buffalo Bills haven't done anything this year. Uh, Buffalo Bowls, pardon me. I have not done anything this year that would warrant anybody getting excited about anything unless you're an alum and you follow them, and of course we understand that. But, man, these guys get to go to the Bahamas for a bowl game, and, you know, by the way, they get to play a football game. And so I think that's pretty cool for both of them. And uh, I'll take the Buffalo Bulls. I think they're going to be so fired up to be out of the cold that they're going to be running like uh, Superman. And the 49ers, who've only been playing football about a decade now, I think this is their second bowl appearance, if memory serves me correct. If not, it may be their debut, but they're in the Bahamas Bowl. Let's go to Frisco, north of Dallas, where Frisco is going to have Utah State and the Kent State Golden Flashes getting together on that same day, December 20th. Utah State, um, you know, this is uh, they're missing their their head coach, Matt Wells, of course, at Texas Tech, did not have a good year there, but... uh, you know, you could consider this this Utah State team kind of a a, a leftover from the Wells regime, if you will, um, that's now in Lubbock. So, uh, pretty decent year for the Utah State Aggies. They didn't have any big upsets like they usually have. They usually throw somebody in the Pac-12 uh, off and, and mess their season up when they get a chance. But uh, you know, I, like, I still like Utah State. I think there's some good pieces there. So uh, I'll roll with the Aggies of Utah State. All right, you have the New Mexico Bowl, which used to be the first bowl game played. Now it's now the third bowl, technically, December 21st. The Chippewas of Jim McElwain head to Albuquerque for a game against the San Diego State Aztecs. Yeah, uh, Jim McElwain, uh, what a uh, what a deal. Um, the head coach of Florida just a couple of years ago and uh, now at uh, – 
head coach for the Chippewas, so up in Michigan. But that's a program. The Chippewas is interesting. This is another one of these mid-major type programs that, uh, that enjoys throwing monkey wrenches at folks throughout the years. And I think McElwain is still a pretty good head football coach. Um, I think he'll probably end up with another Power 5 job at some point. But why not start it here against the San Diego State Aztecs? San Diego State has missed some key pieces over the last couple of years. They were a very, very good football team over the last two, three years. Uh, Rashad Penny has been a star for them at the running back position. Of course, he's no longer with them. Um, I will take the Chippewas coming down from Michigan to the desert and uh, winning a good one for, for Coach McElwain. Central rolls into this one after losing the MAC title to the Miami Redhawks. You also have the Cure Bowl taking place in Orlando. The first time for the Liberty Flames of Hugh Freeze to make it to a bowl game. They just moved up to the FBS ranks in the last two years. And Georgia Southern and Liberty get together at the Cure Bowl in Orlando on December 21st. And Hugh Freeze, uh, his redemption arc is um, nearing a 45-degree angle. This guy is a heck of a football coach. Uh, obviously, don't need to rehash the issues he had in Oxford, but... To take Liberty to a couple of bowl games, I mean, this is a program, again, had been playing football for very long, and a school that's small, that's, that's an afterthought on the scene, to say the very least. Well, let's not, let's not call them a small school. They've got close to 100,000 okay. people, I think, because I of think their online, own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, University of Phoenix, they're, they're rivaling them for the biggest university in the, in the nation, right? So. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess you know what I mean, small as far as uh, the footprint within college football, so... Uh, what a heck of a, a heck of a job for Hugh Freeze, and you know I like to see people come back and you know uh, kind of uh, renovate their their personality or whatever. So um, I like Liberty. I like Hugh Freeze. I think uh, I'll take them in this game, and I and I hope um, hope he continues to have success there. And speaking of programs with ties to Mississippi Land Shark coaches, the FAU Owls, their reward for winning CUSA, they get to go to a big bowl game in Boca Raton, Florida. As they get to play on their home field against SMU in the Boca Raton Bowl. This game's December twenty first on ABC. In the uh, in the Lane Kiffin Farewell Bowl, yeah. yeah. The uh, all right, so yeah, they get uh, they get a cool bowl there in Boca Raton, and they get to lose the the head coach to the University of Mississippi Rebels. So, uh, but hey, heck of a season for Florida Atlantic. This is um, you know I, Kiffin again, another guy, controversial type guy, but. Uh, Florida Atlantic, certainly not a traditional power in any sense of the word. He's done a heck of a job there for the last couple of seasons. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think he'll, I think the, the Florida Atlantic, uh, Owls, I think they'll go out with a bang. I'll take them in this game to send Blaine Kiffin off to Oxford with a, uh, you know, a nice little handshake. All right. Now, FAU's South Florida rival, Florida International, they get to go to the capital of the Heart of Dixie, where FIU and Arkansas State get together on the 21st of December for the Camellia Bowl. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bowl uh, names, the Camellia uh, flower that's kind of ubiquitous across the South. Um, it's not a. Uh, it's not named after a car dealership or something like that. So I still, I still kind of like the name of that one. And um, I'm a fan of Jonesboro, Arkansas. I've been there several times. That's where the Red Wolves uh, come from. Uh, I will, you know, it's not too bad of a trip from Jonesboro, just about an hour and a half outside of Memphis down to um, to Alabama. So I, I, you know what, I'm going to go with the Red Wolves uh, just because. Hey, here's a shout out to everybody in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Uh, what a great town. 
All right, December 23rd, it's the Thundering Herd of Marshall and UCF. UCF going down a couple of notches in their bowl lineup this year, as in Tampa, they'll be taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd on December 23rd. Yeah, this is a, a situation that I think Central Florida did not plan on being in. Uh, I think through the first six or seven games of the season this year, this was a team that people were talking about being the playoff bracket buster. Uh, they have certainly played that role in the past. They have claimed national championships, um, which, you know, you look at their strength and schedule, it's kind of funny, but they've, they've gone undefeated in the past, and they hope to do so this year. And they started with the top 15 ranking, so they actually had a chance to maybe actually break into that playoff bracket uh, this season, and it just did not go the way that they were hoping to go. So this is a disappointment bowl for them. Um, you know, Marshall will probably uh, have, I think, more riding on this than Central Florida. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, this is a disappointment bowl for the for the Central Florida Knights, um, and uh, I look for them to probably not come out terribly sharp, and uh, Marshall squeaks by with this one. Well, on Christmas Eve, Matt Hermans, our Big 12 and Bottom Feeder Bowl expert here. If you're not doing anything, join me in Honolulu for the Hawaii Bowl as BYU and the Rainbow Warriors get together at 8, or rather 9 Eastern, 8 Central, and Lord knows what time, Honolulu time, for a game right before Santa Claus arrives. <laughs> I'm looking on the Southwest app right now and looking for flights. So, yeah, we'll get back together after the show and talk about that. Um, I will say uh, BYU uh, and Hawaii is interesting. Hawaii's had a decent football season. BYU, not uh, certainly not what they would hope for every single year. BYU expects uh, to be a very, very good program, and they have more often than not. The interesting thing about this is that BYU and Hawaii are kind of linked. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of players. Of course, BYU is is uh, is the the central higher learning institution for people of the Mormon faith. And there are a lot of uh, Pacific Islanders and folks around the Hawaiian Islands that, that practice that faith as well. And they have a, uh, a real uh, a strong link there. A lot of Hawaiian and Pacific Islanders go to BYU to play because of their faith. So this is an interesting matchup. BYU in the middle of Utah. You don't think it has a lot to do with Hawaii, but there is a lot of connections there. And there probably will be guys on both sides who maybe have family or know some folks that play for Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii, of course, has a lot of Pacific Islanders as well playing football. So uh, kind of an interesting matchup and a weird connection there. But uh, I think uh, I think BYU uh, will come to play. I think they'll want to win the bowl game. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of pride. Not that Hawaii doesn't, but BYU will come to play and squeak by with this one. The Miami Hurricanes will be back in Shreveport where they'll be taking on the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech in a de facto home game for Skip Holtz's ball club. This is the day after Christmas, December 26th in Shreveport, starting at 5 Eastern, 4 Central on ESPN. Yeah, basically a home game for the boys from Ruston. Um, you know, the uh, Independence Bowl, just not too far from uh, the home of the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs there in Ruston, Louisiana. So I expect there to be a contingent uh, supporting the uh, the boys there from North Louisiana, and uh, I like Louisiana Tech. I like uh, I like their offense. I like the way they've uh, they've played. They, they've certainly had better seasons in the past, but they've certainly had a lot worse seasons in the past. So it's a home game for them. I'll take the home team. All right, we're talking to our bottom feeder bowl expert Matt Hermans here, wrapping up football talk with him for twenty nineteen. You got the Quick Lane Bowl, and Pitt started this year off pretty well, and then the wheels kind of fell off toward the end. Eastern Michigan and Pitt are in this bowl game at Ford Field in Detroit on December 26th, 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ESPN. Yeah, Pittsburgh, you're right. Pitt did. Uh, they, they started off 
you know, played a played a good game against Penn State, and uh, after that, just not not a whole lot to talk about after that. But uh, I think Pitt's still a uh, a decent uh, football team. Um, I know Eastern Michigan will come in with a chip on his shoulder, but uh, I like Pitt despite their struggles. They showed uh, some ability. They showed that there's the, the the program there may be on the upswing. I think early in the season at least. So uh, I think they'll bounce back for the bowl game after a little bit of a break and uh, go ahead and win it, move into the next season with higher hopes. All right. Pit Panthers. All right. You also have the first responder bowl, December 30th, Western Michigan and Western Kentucky. This game in Dallas set for 1.30 Eastern on ESPN. How about the Broncos and the Hilltoppers? Yeah, this will be the um, the uh, easy-to-find-a-seat bowl. And I, I don't say that because of uh, any type of integration towards the fan bases, but this is a, <laughs> this is a location that's not – uh, not good for either one of these programs, um, but but uh, you know, hey, Western Kentucky. Uh, this is a program that uh, has uh, you know has had its ups and downs. Back to a bowl game this year, and you know anybody who who wants to turn this game on, who thinks maybe there's not a reason to, you know, you want to see that big red preacher move his jaws around in in extremely. Uh, questionable ways that's worth the the tune in as well so like the hilltoppers like the mascot um you know i think uh you know it's going to be a nice 72 degrees there in dallas for both of them so weather's not going to be an issue i like western kentucky in a close one all right we also have a bowl game taking place in tucson this year you got the arizona bowl i know you'll be tuning in for that one and in this bowl game this year at the arizona bowl right there at the home of the arizona wildcats Wyoming and Georgia State get together on the gridiron there in Tucson. Oh, yes. Uh, the Cowboys coming south a couple states. And, uh, Georgia coming away west. Georgia Southern coming away west. Uh, Georgia State, pardon me. Um, yeah, this will be uh, – Wyoming uh, is kind of an underrated tough out this year. Uh, they've given uh, – they've played a lot of tough football games. And uh, the, the Cowboys are typically known for – Playing very hard. I mean, these are he's kind of from a hard-nosed area. Um, Laramie, you know, tends to attract a lot of folks there that they kind of do fit the mold that you, you'd imagine for Wyoming football. Uh, of course, uh, had some good players there in the past, Josh Allen, folks like that. But uh, I think Wyoming coming down to the desert, uh, I'll take them in a close one. They've had, uh, they've had some games that were uh, maybe could have won this year, but uh, were close fights to the finish. So I think they're going to play hard, come out, play well, and win the game. All right, I'm going to put you on the clock. You only have about 15 seconds to weigh in on the Red Box Bowl, Illinois and the Cal Bears. Illinois, uh, they've, they've won games they shouldn't have. Cal lost a bunch of games they should have won. I'll take Illinois. All right, this game's going to be December 30th from Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. And Matt Hermans, we also have, don't leave this one out, the Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise on January 3rd, the Wolf Pack of Nevada and the Bobcats of Ohio. The old, the, uh, as Ohio would call themselves, the University of Ohio, and they would call it something, the Ohio State University, something else. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the Ohio Bobcats, I will, uh, I like the, the way they've, they've played this year. Uh, again, they're one of these teams like Wyoming that have lost some close, really close matchups. And, uh, so I like them coming in. I'll take them to win. 
All right, and our final game right before the National Championship weekend starts a week later, it's the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile. This is the old Dollar General Bowl. It's been renamed Lending Tree. And the <laughs> Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette and the Red Hawk Redskins of Miami in Ohio have a date on January 6th, 830 Eastern, 730 Central. You got the Raging Cajuns from Lafayette versus the Ben Roethlisberger uh, alum, Jake, the alum. You mean, uh, you mean Jake DeLome versus Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was about to say. There's a quarterback there. Yeah, Jake DeLome versus Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, uh, I like. Um, I'm a big fan of the. Uh, well, you know what? They would call themselves Louisiana now, John, not Louisiana Lafayette. I don't care what they call them. Deal. I know what I call them, and officially, the school's <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette. I know, I know, but uh, they are. Uh, <laughs> they would they would be offended they want to be called louisiana but so just because of that i'll call them louisiana lafayette and they're going to win the football game i like the raging cajuns and you know hey if the if the one name the university of louisiana if that gives them some motivation here uh then i'll take them to win the football game how about that if they want to take up a complaint with me i'll just call them what they should still be called and that would be usl yeah, South, yeah that's right south louisiana that's southwest right. They, they, oh, that's right. They were Southwest Louisiana, which I don't know if Lafayette technically is. I think Lake Charles would have something to say about that. But Yeah, it's like South Central, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that would be the Raging Cajuns and Miami in that January 6th bowl game. And that is your ranking and, and breakdown of the bottom feeder bowls of this 2019 bowl season of college football. On the other side of this break, we're going to have our friend General Gridiron file his last report for 2019. He's going to have his humorous way of telling us about all these bowl games. The Field Marshal of Football Foretelling, General Gridiron, is up next as we continue on with this, the Y'all Kickoff Show. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund and give up the best night's sleep i've had since i learned to walk no way you're the only one i want to come home to purple mattress you too can come home to a purple mattress by texting offer to 84888 take advantage of our purples bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting offer to 84888 that's keyword o-f-f-e-r to 84888 see purple.com for terms and conditions Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. 
With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text WORLD to 64000. The Big Bowl Show has arrived. Shine them shoes and polish that brass. The final general gridiron of 2019 is here, and we're going to have a frontal assault on the top bowl matchups of the season. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Phil Marshall of Football Forecasting. And yes, we're about to map out the way this college football bowl season's going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? We got 39 bowl games to get to, not including the big pick on January 13th, the national championship game. So as my good buddy, old Jerry Reed would say, we got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So load up bandit for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling and the best bowls of the holiday season. The Alamo Bowl, Texas versus Utah. The Mountain Tribe blew their chance at getting in the CFP, and the committee hammered them for that lackluster performance in the Pac-12 title game. Kyle Whittingham's war party will now be in San Antonio on New Year's Eve. The home team really will have a home advantage inside this dome, as the Hookums hope to close what's been a ho-hum year with a victory going into 2020. But bad news, Bevo, y'all are going to get scalped. The Generals' victor, Utah. The Outback Bowl, Auburn and Minnesota. 2020 gets kicked off on the gridiron with the War Eagle wrecking crew in Tampa aiming to get a new year going the right way. The Gus Bus ended the regular season on a great note, War Eagle. Meanwhile, Minnesota's boat didn't get rowed right when playing Wisconsin in the snow, and now Goldie Gophers Armada sails their rowboats to Tampa, hoisting a Big Ten pride flag. But those SEC boys are going to pepper that boat with a Gatlin gun of great football. The Generals' victor... Auburn. The Citrus Bowl, Michigan and Alabama. Jim Harbaugh meets Nick Saban at Disney World. Now this ought to be good. Big Al felt jilted this bowl season. No CFP berth, no New Year's Six action. But hey, the Tide has a chance to hang out at Disney World and whoop up on the weasels from Ann Arbor. Shea Patterson will have to do his best ducking and diving to keep this contest close, but when that last bottle rocket goes off, that Wolverine team will be just as useless as spent fireworks. The Generals' victor, Alabama. The Orange Bowl, Florida and Virginia. UF and UVA haven't played a football game since way back in 1959. That's 60 years ago for those keeping score. And that was a 55-10 to 10 thrashing of the ACC team in what would become the Swamp. As the year closes, the Swamp Lizards of today will reach back in the history book and try to rekindle that same kind of butt-whooping on the Coastal Division champs. Bronco Mendenhall's men of Charlottesville will look better than they did in Charlotte, but a loss will be their parting gift for the year 2019. The Generals' victor, Florida. Penn State and Memphis in the Cotton Bowl. Go, Tigers, go! The Memphis Tigers have had an incredible season, starting with a Week 1 win over arch-rival Mississippi. The U of M also won their first outright conference title in 50 seasons, and now a trip to a New Year's Six Bowl in Big D's in the works. Not as much excitement on the other sideline for James Franklin's Pennsylvania Pussycats, but a good season, no doubt. PSU's veteran experience on the sideline and on the gridiron, coupled with Mike Norvell's fast track to Tallahassee, will give the Keystone crew the winning edge. 
the Generals' victor, Penn State. Now, those were some mighty fine gridiron contests going on this bowl season, but I know y'all want to know who the General's picking to win the 2019 College Football War. I'll tell you in a moment as General Gridiron continues with a big announcement. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww, whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code HOLIDAY50. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations in the U.S. of A., including Muscle Shoals, Alabama, WSBM AM 1340, Fox Sports Shoals, and WTJK FM 105.3, Fox Sports Jackson in Humboldt, Tennessee. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the Big Bowl football fight. The Sugar Bowl, Baylor and Georgia. The Burley Beasts from Waco haven't played in this bowl game since 1957, and that was a triumph over Bowden Wyatt's undefeated and number two ranked Tennessee Volunteers. This time, Baylor's got another SEC East team on the docket, Harry Dog. Kirby Smart and company were sideswiped in this same bowl less than a year ago. With that SEC championship taken to the woodshed performance and the natty out of reach, ain't no way the Classic City Canines are going to be up and motivated for this New Year's Day Donnybrook. The Generals Victor Baylor. Oregon and Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Oregon snuck into the bowl with a very public shellacking of Utah. Not to say Coach Cristobal's birds haven't been one of the better teams of 2019, but a week one loss to Auburn and a head-scratching hammering in the Valley of the Sun kept UO O-U-T. Paul Chris Badgers are just dang happy to be back in Pasadena for the first time in seven years. But they want to win this game, a feat Bucky hasn't accomplished since the very first day of this century. And the only thing more bright than all of those red roses will be the fans decked in that same old hue. The Generals' victor on Wisconsin. And now to the College Football Playoff National Semifinal Contest, Fiesta Bowl, Clemson, and Ohio State. The defending national champions have become a college football tradition. Where there's a CFP, there's also the other CFP, Clemson Football Powerhouse. And this 2019 roster of little dabos might be the best one we've seen. Meanwhile, Coach Day's Ohio Nuts are unblemished entering this desert duel, but so is Clemson. The Big Ten school and their Georgia boy behind center are lethal. But sorry, Yankee school, the ACC champs have their own Georgia boy at QB, and he's going to be in the zone come December 28th. The Generals' victor, Clemson. Semifinal number two, the Peach Bowl, LSU and Oklahoma. 
Go Tigers! Don't you just love it when Bayou Bengal Brigadier Ed Orgeron puts that you-know-what-eating grin on his face and slides that declaration in at each media avail? Indeed, them Tigers are a-going right back to Atlanta for the second time in a few weeks. Jalen Hurts and Oklahoma are next up on LSU's quest to claim national championship number four. The land-grabbing gang out of Norman did what all thought they'd do, sneak into the CFP's back door. But in this semifinal, Lincoln Riley's Boomer Sooners ain't surprising anybody, especially them Tigers. The Generals, Victor, LSU. So we come to the January 13th college football playoff national championship game, LSU and Clemson. The general has a bold prediction. The Tigers will win the national championship, and it'll be the fourth natty for the program, and they'll take that big old trophy back to Death Valley and have one heck of a party. But which bunch of jungle beasts are we talking about here? The Louisiana Tigers or the felines nesting alongside Lake Hartwell's waters? And this one, Orgeron and his team might have the talk, but Sweeney and Clemson definitely have the walk and the experience to win. The Generals victor back-to-back. The Clemson Tigers. We've already looked at the 2019 Bowl lineup's list of amazing contests. But sit tight, Jack. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lie down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. Take advantage of our Purple's bundle up for the holiday sale and get a free premium gift bundle when you buy a mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. See purple.com for terms and conditions. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through the list of top 10 bowl games coming up around the New Year's holiday. Here's the other 30 FBS bowl games going on between now and January 6th. The Camping World Bowl, Notre Dame handles Iowa State. Holiday, USC rides over Iowa. Las Vegas, Boise State blasts Washington. New Orleans, UAB burns Appalachian State. Birmingham, Cincinnati scratches Boston College. Belk Bowl, Virginia Tech outshops Kentucky. Liberty, Navy lays siege on Kansas State. Cheese it Air Force bombs Washington State. Sun Bowl, Florida State axes Arizona State. Texas Bowl, Oklahoma State lassos Texas A&M. Military, North Carolina steps on Temple. Pinstripe, Wake Forest whoops Michigan State. Music City, Louisville embarrasses Mississippi State. Gator, Tennessee beats Indiana. Armed Forces, Tulane rolls over Southern Miss. 
Bahamas, Buffalo Stampedes, UNC Charlotte, Frisco Bowl, Utah State Plows Pass, Kent State, Lending Tree, Miami of Ohio, Filet Gumbos, Louisiana, Lafayette, Red Box, Cow Gets By, Illinois, New Mexico, San Diego State Embargoes, Central Michigan, Cure Bowl, Georgia Southern Douses, Liberty's Flame, Arizona, Georgia State Scares, Wyoming, Boca Raton, Florida Atlantic feels right at home versus SMU. Camellia, Florida International Best, Arkansas State. Gasparilla, Marshall Stampedes, UCF. First Responder, Western Kentucky tops Western Michigan. Hawaii, Hawaii hangs 10 against BYU. Independence, Louisiana Tech bites Miami. And in the Quick Lane Bowl, Pitt pounds Eastern Michigan. Thanks for listening to our lineup of great bowl games coming up in the next few weeks. We're all out of picks on this bowl edition. And that does it for the 2019 edition of General Gridiron. You can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We'll be back on the air the first week of September for the start of the 2020 college football season. Can't wait. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me rally the troops this season. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. That'll be all, y'all. As always, General Gridiron, we thank you for your incredible knowledge and your prognostications of what's going to be happening with all the pigskin teams out here in the postseason. Well, that concludes General Gridiron for 2019, and he'll be back with us just before the start of the 2020 college football season. But guess what? We're not done with the Y'all Kickoff Show Bowl Edition. We got a whole nother hour coming your way after this timeout. Stick around. We've got Jonathan Lifite walking through the 15 bland bowls of the football postseason. Then Brad Edwards, ESPN College Football Insider, is going to be back on with us, and he's going to walk through the Big Ten, not the conference, but the Big Ten bodacious bowls, and that includes the college football playoff semifinal contest and also who he predicts will be in that national championship game on the 13th of January. Brad Edwards coming up in hour number two as we continue on with this the Y'all Kickoff Show Bowl Edition. second half of this y'all kickoff show bowl edition or should we call it bowl blowout is upon us hello i am john rawl on the internet we're y'all.com you can also call us at your leisure with questions comments suggestions criticism we'll take it all and we'll be open throughout the christmas and new year's season our number 803-816-1170 call or text that number Anytime you want. If your team wins, it's a big bowl game and you just feel like you need to get something off your chest, we welcome that text. 803-816-1170. Coming up this hour of the Y'all Kickoff Show, we've got Brad Edwards of ESPN. He's an insider and analyst for ESPN and ESPN Radio. And he's going to be joining us here in the next segment to walk through the 10 bodacious bowls of this postseason. And that includes the playoff semifinal contest, LSU-Oklahoma. 
Oklahoma and Ohio State Clemson. And then he'll weigh in on who he thinks is going to be playing for that national championship game. All that coming up in the next segment with Brad Edwards ESPN. Then we'll close it all down today with From Dixie with Love. But right now, starting this hour, our friend Jonathan Leifheit is back with us. Jonathan is with the website 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. He is an ACC insider, and we're going to have him talk a little ACC here in this little section of our Y'all Kickoff Show. But Jonathan, we're also going to have you help us with what we call the 15 Bland Bowls. These are the bowls that aren't exactly the worst of the postseason, but they ain't the best. They're somewhere in between, and a couple of ACC teams are in this lineup of Bland Bowls, but we'll have you weigh in on all the other stellar Bland Bowl contests here of the 2019 postseason. And some of the ACC representatives in these Bland Bowls, and that includes Boston College with a fired coach and all. They'll be in the Birmingham Bowl against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, and Cincinnati is no joke. They're a pretty darn good team. Uh, uh, this is going to be a case of Boston College. We'll see if, if A.J. Dillon, um, given that he's turning pro, if he elects not to play, uh, I can pretty much guarantee you that, that Boston College has little to no offense at all uh, in this game. They already started a little bit on offense to begin with, and uh, uh, that'll make it even worse. So uh, I'm not real confident that Boston College is going to come out victorious in that one. Well, Jonathan, I just know you love to go shopping this time of year, and Belk is probably a destination you try to go to as much as you can. We'll go support Belk because the Belk Bowl has Virginia Tech and the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, and I I think I like Virginia Tech in this one. Uh, Kentucky's been kind of up and down a little bit. I think Virginia Tech, um, they they played well down the stretch. Um, Not their their season-ending loss to the Coastal Champion uh, Cavaliers, notwithstanding they they really – put together a pretty nice run down the stretch and and i would uh i expect them to continue that that game a high noon kick on new year's eve from the queen city of charlotte you have the sun bowl and the fsu seminoles many thought there was no way they would get back to a bowl this year with the way they started but coach Hagens and the rest of the Knowles have them in a bowl game and they got to travel a long way all the way out to el paso arizona state is the opponent and this game is going to be held also new year's eve as this is a two Eastern one o'clock kick on CBS from the Sun Bowl. Yeah, it, it, this one is going to be interesting. The, the Fighting Herm Edwards there from uh, Arizona State come in, um, had a pretty decent season. Uh, I think the Florida State though has is they certainly have superior talent, and if they treat this as a an audition for their new coach, who will certainly be in attendance. Uh, then I like the Noles in this. All right. Also, we want to tell you about another bowl game featuring an ACC team. The Mac Brown coach, North Carolina Tar Heels, will be taking on the Temple Owls. This game set for December 27th, and it's going to be the military bowl from Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis. How about the Eels getting back to a bowl? Yeah, uh, this was not expected before the season. I don't think most people expected them to make it back to a bowl game for a year or two. So, uh, certainly the Tar Heels have exceeded expectations this year. Uh, Temple is a, is a pretty darn good team, very solid defensively. Um, this will be kind of, uh, it will be real interesting to see. And then Temple also has made some strides offensively this season, uh, as well. I, I think Temple's slightly better in this case, but not enough that I would give them the definitive edge or the uh, definitive win. As the Heels wrap up their bowl game on that 27th of December, 
kicking off at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. You've got Michigan State and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons in the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, set for a 3.20 New York City time on ESPN. How about the Deeks? They had a little bit of a rough struggle toward the end of the season, but back in a bowl game, something that is not always a given in Winston-Salem. Yeah, and they had a really good season, but by the end of the year, they were really beat up. They lost uh, several players. Um, you know, like, uh, I think Surratt was one of them, Sage Surratt that we talked about in weeks past. Um, as an example, they're just not a very deep team. Um, the good news for them is, is they'll get a lot of those players back for the bowl game, which should help them, but certainly they'll, they're not going to get all of them back. A couple of them were lost for the season. So, um, this one could be interesting. Michigan State, they're up, but they're down. You never know what you're getting with them. Um, and offensively, they're just not very good. But I think Wake Forest, uh, their their offense, if they get uh, they get most of their players back, I think they'll be be tough to to, to uh, deal with. Uh, Mark D'Antonio, though, is certainly a pretty darn good coach. So another game that it's hard hard to call which way it'll go. All right, we also have a first year coach in the ACC, Scott Satterfield. He's got his Louisville Cardinals in Nashville for the Music City Bowl, taking on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. This is a December thirtieth kick, mid afternoon on ESPN. The dogs would not be in this bowl game if not for a peeing dog player from their arch rival in Oxford. Jonathan, can the Cardinals come south on I sixty five and leave Nashville with a victory? Uh, yes, they can, and this is a, another great matchup. Uh, in terms of two, I think, relatively evenly matched uh, squads. Uh, Joe Moorhead in his second year at Mississippi State taking on Scott Satterfield in his first year. So be real interesting to see kind of how this one plays out. Uh, Louisville, I, I think they've got uh, I think they've got what it takes to win this game, but but it's not going to be an easy one. We're talking with Jonathan Lifeite, 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. We're walking through what we call the bland bowls of this bowl season. Jonathan, we got nine more bowl games for you to kind of rapid fire. Tell us what your thoughts are <laughs> of these bowl games that are considered bland bowls. The Camping World Bowl, Iowa State, Notre Dame. You're on the clock. What do you think of that one? Uh, give me Notre Dame and... Uh Give me a, a drink to go with that one. All right, camping. Well, you're not a, not a camper. You're not in the mood for a camper. Uh, well, I you know I am. I, I definitely have what like camping, but uh, this one I think Notre Dame probably won't be very motivated. Ohio, Iowa State certainly will be, but Notre Dame's got uh, much more talent than, right. than Iowa State does. Iowa State's in-state opponent, the Iowa Hawkeyes, will be at the Holiday Bowl in San Diego, taking on the Trojans of USC. What do you think of this one? Uh, surprised that USC kept Clay Hilton, so he gets a another season, and he got him to a bowl game. USC's got a lot more talent; they're just down the road. I think they may be able to put it together and win this one. Iowa was just, to me, was just a little bit uh, too conservative on offense, and just not quite there. So USC's win, it won't be a holiday there at the Holiday Bowl. They're going to have to work for it. The Las Vegas yeah. Bowl's got Washington, the Huskies, UW, and the Boise State Broncos. As Chris Peterson just announced, he's going to step aside, of course, before going to Seattle. He was the head coach at Boise State. So in the Chris Peterson Bowl there in Vegas, who's going to emerge victorious? I, you know, uh, Washington had a very underachieving season, and now they lose their coach. Uh, I always look for the team that's most demotivated, and if I had to pick that, I'd pick Washington. So 
go with Boise State in this one. Okay. All right. Jonathan Leifite's take there. The New Orleans Bowl will be taking place just before Christmas. And you got App State and the UAB Blazers, App State winners of the Sunbelt Conference. UAB lost that Conference USA title game to the Florida Atlantic Owls. Yeah. And if you look at what Vegas believes on this, uh, App State is a very big favorite uh, in this one. But uh, they just lost their coach to Missouri. So. Uh, Drinkwitz, who is, who has only been at, at App State for one season, now moves on to the SEC. So I'm not sure what kind of state, uh, App State will be, uh, I don't know, when it comes to the, uh, this game. All right. The Liberty Bowl in Memphis has Navy. They lost a game there against the Tigers earlier in the year. They returned to the Bluff City and they've got Kansas State in the Liberty Bowl this year. I like Kansas State in this one pretty good, pretty big. All right. No triple option. Victorious, in, according to Jonathan Lifite. Shame on you. The Cheese It Bowl, <laughs> Washington State and Air Force. This is the high powered Washington State Cougars team versus the option Air Force Academy team playing on a baseball diamond, as this has held where the Arizona Diamondbacks played baseball there in downtown Phoenix. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Air Force won that, the Commander in Chief's trophy this year. And I believe this game is another one that's going to be really hard to call. Uh, it, it could go either way. Okay. Um, but uh, we'll see. All right. Texas A&M and Oklahoma State, old Big 12 foes get back together this time in Houston at the Texas Bowl. Yeah. And I like Texas A&M this year uh, on this one. Texas A&M has had one of the hardest schedules, I believe, in the country. And they've played tough, everybody on there. And I think they're just primed and ready to take it out on somebody in you know, Oklahoma State. While a good program and solid, I just don't think they're they're quite uh, going to be there. Michael Abraham's the QB for Jay Hobson Southern Miss Golden Eagles. And they meet up with Willie Fritz's Tulane Green Wave in the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth. What do you think of this matchup of a resurgent Tulane and Southern Miss? You know, these are, it's funny that the two programs that are probably not more than a couple hundred, yeah, probably more than 100, 150 miles apart, and they're going to go all the way up to Fort Worth to play. So, uh, but I kind of like what Willie Fritz has done there at Tulane. Um, I haven't paid too much attention at this point to what, uh, to what Southern Miss has got. So I'm going to go with Tulane. All right. Roll wave, he says. And finally, Jonathan, in our 15 bland bowls, our finale here, the Gator Bowl, the Vols of Tennessee and the Hoosiers of Indiana. Oh, Lord. This one is, uh, I don't even know what to make of this one, but I I like Tennessee. Uh, Indiana just, I, I don't know how exactly they got to be bowl eligible, but they barely made it. And I just think Tennessee's played the tougher schedule and probably has a better team. And in Indiana's defense, Jonathan, I'm gonna I'm gonna appeal here. I think Indiana won at least eight games this year, so they actually okay. had a little bit better season than what they normally have there in Bloomington. But they still lost the games that they should have maybe pulled the big upset. We pretty much Indiana went under the radar this year because they didn't really beat anybody amazing this year. They won the games they were supposed to, but when it came to the Ohio states, they didn't win and they didn't beat michigan either i don't think they're in the same division there didn't beat penn state either so it's the balls and the hoosiers in the gator bowl and that wraps up our bland bowl discussion with 24 7 sports jonathan life thank you sir 
Thank you. I'm look, so looking forward to, I'm glad that I didn't get the bottom feeders. <laughs> no, I didn't get the bottom feeders, but we have Brad Edwards of ESPN. He'll be on with us on the Thursday y'all show, Jonathan, and we're going to give him the option of walking through what we call the bodacious bowls. Now, yeah, they're bodacious, but there's only 10 bowls. We gave you more bowls to talk about than Brad Edwards of ESPN. So you should feel honored. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of do. Okay. Jonathan Lifeite, have a great Christmas, a great New Year's, and we'll talk to you January of 2020. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. All right. All right. Coming up after the break, we're going to switch over to talk about the 10 bodacious bowl games. That includes the playoff semifinals and the national championship game. Brad Edwards, ESPN College Football Insider, will be on to help us walk through that. That's up next here on this, the Y'all Kickoff Show Bowl Edition. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Bodacious. It's an adjective, and it's a word that means excellent, admirable, or attractive. And on this, the Y'all Kickoff Show Bowl Edition, we steal this word from our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue and Bodacious Big 12 Football Talk, Matt Hermans, for this little segment here, because we're going to talk about the 10 Bodacious Bowl Games. And we have an insider from ESPN joining us right now, Brad Edwards. He was on with us, with us here on the Y'all Kickoff Show a couple months back, and now we've got him back on here one more time. It's our special Christmas present to you, having this insider from ESPN and ESPN Radio. Come on and walk through the lineup of the pretty darn good bowl games of the 2019-2020 bowl season. And Brad, right now, we're going to get to what we call the 10 bodacious bowls of bowl season. For the last two days on the Y'all Show, we walked through what we call the bottom feeder bowls and the bland bowls. We've got, <laughs> we've got those 30 bowls out of the way. Let's focus now on the bodacious bowls. And we'll go ahead and start with the non-SEC games going on. Alamo Bowl, that should be a game that some of you might want to check out as Texas is going to be playing in that contest as UT has a pretty good opponent in that one. Tell me about the Alamo Bowl. Well, Texas is a team that is uh, – I, I mean, look, I told earlier about uh, A&M and how they started off ranked so high and then just finished so poorly. And the same thing is true for Texas. They're, you know, they're, they're in-state rival there. Texas was preseason number 10 and they ended up, you know, losing five games and finishing seven and five. So uh, this is a, this is a game that is, is very important uh, to Texas and uh, they're going against Utah, which is a, a team that was right there in the playoff hunt all the way up until uh, that you know, final weekend when they lost in the Pac-12 championship game. And Utah is a, a very physical team and definitely have a style that is most certainly not 
Big 12. And so uh, it's kind of a contrast in styles here. Um, I I like Utah in this game, uh, not only because they are a better team, but I think they're just they're more physical than Texas is. Uh, when Utah's had trouble this year, it's been against teams that have a really good defensive line, and and uh, that's Utah's weakness on the offensive line. Um, I I I think Texas is not well equipped in order to uh, to give Utah difficulty there. I think Utah's pass rush will uh, give Texas offense a lot of trouble, and uh, so I, I think uh, think Utah goes into the state of Texas and beats the Longhorns here. All right, Cotton Bowl also in the state of Texas. That's going to be the Memphis Tigers and the Penn State Nittany Lions. Yeah, games like this, you get one of them every year where what they call the the group of five, which is the 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 kind of not the power conferences, but the next tier of conferences, uh, of which uh, Memphis is is one of the teams that that's um, or they are the team that's representing that group. I guess is probably the best way to say it in this game. And so every year, one of those teams will get a shot against one of the big boys. And so um, the, the the question is always. Is the team from the power conference uh, going to care as much about it as the team that is not from the power conference? And so uh, in this case, it's a little different because Memphis's coach has been hired by Florida State and uh, he uh, apparently is not going to coach in the bowl game. So um, Memphis won't necessarily have, you know, the the same setup that it's had all season long because they they will have. Uh, you know, an interim coach in place and, um, and, and things won't quite be as smooth on their end. And so you don't, you don't typically get that, uh, with a game like this where that team is coach is going without its, its coach. Um, so that'll be a factor, but on the other side, Penn state, you know, how, how much do they want it? Um, how big of a deal is it to them? Because I can promise you the Memphis players, would love to beat uh, not just a team from the Big Ten, but a team with the with the history and tradition that Penn State has. And so, uh, I think that's the that's the key here. I mean, whenever you you talk about these games, year after year after year, there's never a question which team has more talent. Penn State has more talent than Memphis, um, but so much of football is you know it's 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 desire and determination and and all that stuff. Uh, how much you want to go out there and play hard and. So that is a, that is a big question. I, I think you'll get a good effort from Penn State though, because they they lost in, in the bowl game last year to Kentucky. That didn't sit well with them. So uh, I I think that Penn State will show up, uh, play well. They are a team that um, has a really good pass rush, and that could cause a lot of trouble for Memphis. And so I I think the matchup is in Penn State's favor. Um, I'll pick Penn State but I'll never feel good about taking the power team in any of these games just because I know how much the the other team wants it. All right, the Lions and Tigers together on December 28th from AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And now we come up upon the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, Wisconsin and Oregon. This is a matchup that will go down on New Year's Day, and it'll be televised, of course, on ESPN from the Rose Bowl there in Pasadena. And Brad, I know Wisconsin, they, they're kind of lucky to even get into this one because some people thought Penn State might get that Rose Bowl invite, but I guess Wisconsin winning their division helped them get there. Yeah, it helps. And I think the fact that they were so competitive with Ohio State in the conference championship game also helped, uh, that, that 
allow them to preserve their ranking that they had going into the final weekend and, and not fall back behind Penn State after losing that, that championship game. Uh, Wisconsin is, you know, actually both of these teams have, have been to the Rose Bowl um, uh, a number of times in recent years. And uh, uh, Wisconsin and Oregon actually played in, I want to say it was the 2011 season that they played uh, against each other in this game, and that was uh, that was back when Russell Wilson was the uh, the the, the uh, quarterback at Wisconsin, and uh, Oregon was kind of uh, in its heyday under uh, Chip Kelly, uh, coming off of a of a national championship game appearance, and so uh, that one was a very high scoring game. I don't see this one being that same type of game. Uh, both of these teams are better on defense than they were then. Uh, I don't think either team is as good on offense as they were then. So I, I do think it'll, it could potentially be a game that's maybe played in the 20s um, as far as the points go for each team. And uh, I I think I like Wisconsin here. Um, Oregon's quarterback, Justin Herbert, is uh, very highly regarded by a lot of people. Um, I think he'll be a first-round pick in the NFL draft, probably first half of the first round in the NFL draft. But He's kind of hit and miss. There's sometimes that he makes some throws that just amaze you, and then there are other times uh, that that he ma- that he misses some throws. Then you're just like, how how could a good quarterback not hit that? And especially when he's under pressure. And I, I think that I think that Wisconsin's defense will be able to get a lot of pressure uh, on Justin Herbert, and I think that'll be the difference in this game. I think I think Wisconsin comes away with the win. All right, Brad Edwards, I never want to try to outstump you. However, trivia question, do you know the day and year that Wisconsin last won the Rose Bowl? They last won the Rose Bowl. Yeah, not played in it, but won the Rose Bowl. It was kind of an important day. Hmm. Well, I'm trying to think back of uh, – it, it would have been um, – 19 i guess it was was it january 1st 99 nope january 1st 2000 oh that's right it was the i don't know who was, they played but they, no they played stanford they they started the yeah, new century off stanford. on the right foot yeah they did play stanford yeah right. they played stanford i forgot about that i was uh the, the year before they had also won so they did win on january 1st 99 because mm-hmm. I, I remember that game well they uh they beat ucla but yes they did win again the next year against stanford one of the uh one of the Stanford players is one of my on that team as one of my coworkers now, so uh, I should have gotten that one. That was I, I've heard him talk about that game so many times. That I, and <laughs> I who would that coworker that Wisconsin be? Wisconsin had beaten Stanford. Uh, he is he is known on uh, on ESPN as Stanford Steve. That's who I thought you were talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, there you go. Did he yeah. have a role in that game? Did, did he? Uh, I, I don't know if he had a big role in the game. He was out there playing. Okay, um, but yeah, no. But St- Stanford was a big underdog, and they uh, they hung in there. And Wisconsin had the Heisman Trophy winner Ron Dane, and uh, they won the game, but not by as many points as a lot of people thought they would. All right, thank you, Stanford Steve, and thank you, Mississippi Brad. All right, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about some of the SET, SEC teams. Speaking of Mississippi Brad, we are talking with Brad Edwards of ESPN, the Jackson, Mississippi native. He's a college football insider for ESPN and an analyst on College Game Day on ESPN Radio. Let's talk a little more SEC teams in bowl games. You got the Outback Bowl going on in Tampa. Auburn will be back there taking on the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Yeah, Auburn is, is a is a team that uh, you remember last year in that bowl game 
they played one of those kind of middle of the pack Big Ten teams and just absolutely wiped Purdue off the field. I believe that was the Music City Bowl last year. And uh, and and so you, you wonder, you know, what what is Auburn going to do here? Is, could it be the same type of situation? Now, I think Minnesota clearly is better than that Purdue team was last year, and they have uh, you know been up there in the top ten um, for uh, for a, a good bit of the second half of this season. And and yet, um, I, I still wonder to some degree how good Minnesota is. Uh, one thing, though, with Auburn is that they have been very hit and miss uh, offensively this season, especially with their quarterback, Bo Nix, who uh, is a true freshman. And you expect a guy like that to have his ups and downs. And uh, he certainly had them. And he played his best games at home. Uh, obviously, a bowl game, you're not playing at home. And so I, I, I wonder, uh, you know, what you're going to get out of Bo Nix. I think uh, Auburn's defense uh, certainly is stout, and it's going to make it very difficult uh, for Minnesota. But Minnesota has played against some good defensive teams uh, in the Big Ten, um, Penn State and Iowa, Wisconsin, um, maybe not quite on Auburn's level, but they're good defenses that they faced. And in some of those games, they, they had some success. So um, I, I think it will be a lower scoring game because of that. But, uh, you know, when you just look at the talent on each team, it's hard not to like Auburn in this game just because they do have more talent across the board than Minnesota does. But um, Minnesota's passing game, I think, can have success if they can give their quarterback time to throw. So I don't I don't think this is an easy win for Auburn, um, but it is a game that I think Auburn should win. All right, Auburn and the Gophers, your first game on New Year's Day after you're out partying all night, bringing in the new year. You can tune in to ESPN at high noon Eastern and check out the Plainsman and the Golden Gophers. Also kicking off, though, at that exact same time, just down the road in Florida, the Alabama Crimson Tide and Michigan are in the VRBO Citrus Bowl. What about this matchup, Brad Edwards? Yeah, this one is probably the the best looking bowl game on paper outside of the playoff, just just because of the names of the teams and and all of the wins and their histories and all that stuff. Uh, but um, the the question is, what are you going to get from Alabama? Uh, Alabama obviously uh, is very disappointed to be in this game. They had uh, been in the playoff every previous year. And so this is uh, this is the first time in quite a while that they have uh, been in a bowl game where they weren't really competing for the national championship. And obviously that kind of affects your interest in, in being there. Uh, they also have a, a bunch of underclassmen who are um, potential NFL picks who could be declaring for the NFL draft and and the, the pattern in recent years has been for, you know, some players who know that they're going pro to sit out bowl games. Now, we haven't heard anything yet from Alabama on this front. Um, it's possible none of them could sit, um, but it's also possible that there could be some key players who decide not to play. So that could be a factor, something to keep an eye on as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, but then uh, the other side of it is uh, is with Michigan. Last year, they finished the season – getting embarrassed by Ohio state in their rivalry game. And then they went to the bowl game against Florida and Michigan had a bunch of key players who sat out because they were going to the NFL draft and Florida crushed them. And it was an embarrassing end to what had been a really good season up to that point for Michigan. And now coming off another blowout loss to their rival, Ohio state, 
you think that the, the last thing Minnesota, that Michigan wants to do is to have a season end the same way, which is back-to-back blowout losses uh, after they'd really gotten excited about what they had done, um, you know, up to that point. And, and so I, I think I think you're going to get Michigan's A game here. I think it means a lot to them to go out and play well in this game and, and like I said, not end it the way that they did a year ago. Uh, so so I, I think the question is, what do you get out of, out of Alabama? You know, which Alabama team shows up? How ready are they to play? Look, I think even at its best, Alabama's defense will have some trouble against Michigan because they just Alabama hasn't been that good on defense this season. Uh, we know that they're they're without their starting quarterback, Tua Tonga Bailoa. Uh, Mac Jones will be playing, and so it feels like a game that Alabama could easily lose. And my prediction would be that Michigan wins this game unless something happens and Alabama has a whole bunch of these underclassmen decide that they're going to stay and come back for another year and that there's just a lot of enthusiasm there on the Alabama uh, sideline. Um, Barring that, I just think Michigan wins this game because they just want it a whole lot more than Alabama does. All right, and a reminder, both of your Iron Bowl teams, Auburn and Alabama, suit up and play at the exact same time on New Year's Day, high noon, Eastern. Dun-dun-dun-dun, Monday Night Football, Brad Edwards, ESPN. Just before New Year's, you're going to have the Orange Bowl, and that's going to feature the Florida Gators and the Virginia Cavaliers. They get together for the Capital One Orange Bowl on December 30th, starting at 8 o'clock Miami time. What about this one? Yeah, this is a game where um, it (laughs) – what's the best way to say this? Go ahead. Virginia, let's just say Virginia shouldn't be in this game. Okay. But the way, but the way that the postseason is structured is that uh, certain conferences have to be represented in certain games. And because Clemson, the best team in the ACC, is in the playoff, they need another ACC team to play in the Orange Bowl. And so they have to go all the way down to the very back end of the top 25 and pull out Virginia. And, and you know, in my opinion – Virginia only stayed in the top 25 because they didn't want to put an unranked team in this bowl game. And so I, I think there's a big difference between these teams. Now that said, Virginia has got to be really excited uh, to be in this game, Florida. I, I mean, you know, they're, they're not leaving the state. They are, uh, they're playing Virginia. So th- this is one where I can see it being more competitive, just simply because of of what uh, you know, what little motivation Florida really has here, what little they have to gain from beating Virginia, um, and, and so I, I guess that would be my prediction: is that is that this will end up being a close game, even though it shouldn't be. Florida is the better team, um, but I think that uh, that motivation is such a big factor in these bowl games. But I think Florida will, uh, I think Florida will come out ahead just because they're they're a good bit better. But uh, I think Virginia keeps it close. All right, back to New Year's Day's action and the nightcap of the games on New Year's Day features the Georgia Bulldogs back in the Sugar Bowl taking on Baylor. Baylor hasn't been in this game since the 1950s. This is an ESPN broadcast at 845 Eastern. What about the Dogs and the Bears? Yeah, so let's get back to that motivation thing again. Let's do it. Georgia was in this game last year. And or, or were they? Think, Are you sure about yeah, that? Or were they? That's right. <laughs> their their uh, their uniforms were in this game last year. I'm not sure that their minds were, but um, um, I don't think they wanted to go back there. Uh, but at the same time, 
they were so embarrassed in this game last year that I think that's their motivation is that you just don't want to be embarrassed again. Now, from a talent standpoint, anyone listening who follows recruiting even a little bit knows that Georgia over the last three years, if not four, uh, at least three, has, has been, you know, one of the top three teams in the nation year after year as far as just high school talent they've signed and brought into their program. Baylor is not a top 25 recruiting team. The, the talent disparity in this game is enormous. I mean, you will very rarely see a major bowl game where one team is so much better than the other one just as far as individual talent. Um, that said, Baylor is very well coached. Um, they have a solid defense, and Georgia's offense, um, solid would be about the best thing you could say about them. They are certainly not great on that side of the ball. They've been banged up uh, toward the end of the season, and uh, they've just not really been able to get much going in their passing game. And so uh, I, un- unless Georgia just comes out really fired up to play, I, just, I don't see them scoring a ton of points. I see this being a, a difficult go for Georgia's offense, but it should be even more difficult for Baylor's offense because Georgia has one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, Baylor has not been a very good offensive team for most of the season. So I, I think this is a lower scoring game. I think Georgia wins it on pure talent, um, but it might not be the most exciting football you've ever watched. All right, wrapping up our conversation with ESPN College Football Insider Brad Edwards. We've got two more bowls for you to discuss and who's going to win that national championship. The Fiesta Bowl's got Ohio State and Clemson in that one. Thoughts on that one, sir? Yeah, this is uh, a great matchup. I mean, I don't even mean just for 2019. This this actually has a, a chance to be one of the one of the best matchups that we have seen in a college football game in the last 20 years. Um, These teams, even though they're ranked two and three by the selection committee, uh, by a lot of the the metrics that we have are the two best teams in the nation this year. LSU would be third. And they're not just the two best this year. These are two of the best teams of the last 20 years in college football. And uh, you don't often get those teams going against each other. And um, based on uh, the football power index, which is the, the metric that we use here at ESPN uh, that, that rates all the teams uh, one through whatever, one through 130 is what it is this year. Um, these teams are, are both, and I don't want to get over the heads of people here, but these teams are both at least 32 points better than an average FBS team. In the last 16 years, there has been only one other game that was played between two teams that were at least 32 points above average, and that was the the Rose Bowl to end the 2005 season. It was the national championship game between Texas and USC, which some people believe was the greatest college football game ever played. Now, I'm not saying that the game is going to come down to the wire and be back and forth and all the things that that game was. But just strictly from a standpoint of how good the two teams are that are playing, um, that's how good of a game this is. Is that the, these have been two two teams that are not just undefeated, but two dominant undefeated teams. And so it is a it's a great game. I'm leaning toward Ohio State. I think the Buckeyes have been the best team this year. I, there are a couple of, of matchups that I think 
they have an advantage with against Clemson. Uh, there's some things I think Clemson can do against Ohio State too. Um, but in a in a game, it's really difficult to call. I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. And this game on December 28th from the Desert State Farm Stadium where you'll see Clemson and Ohio State in a CFP semifinal. Well, after building that one up, I'm afraid to ask you about yeah. the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl <laughs> with Oklahoma and LSU there. And that one kicks off at 4 o'clock Atlanta time on that same December 28th. Yeah, it's a little, little disappointing uh, compared to the other one. But um, look, people who watch a lot of SEC football uh, are probably aware that when LSU played Ole Miss in November, that Ole Miss had a ton of rushing yardage from its quarterback in that game. And that's Oklahoma's chance. You know, Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts, former Alabama quarterback, uh, uh, he runs a lot and he runs it really well. And he has more weapons around him offensively than, than Ole Miss does uh, or did uh, on that night. And so I, I think there's a blueprint there where Oklahoma can have some success and score some points. I just don't see how Oklahoma is going to stop LSU's offense. You know, typically a lot of the best passing offenses in college football are in the Big 12. This was not a good year for, for passing in the Big 12, and to the point where I think I can safely say that having played an entire season in the Big 12, Oklahoma has not seen a team that throws the ball close to as well as LSU does. And Oklahoma's defense is it's better than it has been in recent years, but it's still not a great defense, and I just don't think they have any answer for LSU's passing game. So I think it's a high-scoring game. I think LSU scores a lot of points. Oklahoma could score a decent amount of points, but LSU, I think they still win comfortably at the end of it. And uh, looking at LSU, Ohio State would be my predicted national championship game. One versus two. All right. So ESPN college football insider and czar of all things college football, Brad Edwards, the Buckeyes and the Tigers of LSU is who you're saying is going to go to that national championship game, a de facto home game for the Bayou Bengals. This will be at Mercedes-Benz Superdome on Monday, January 13th, kicking off at 8 o'clock Eastern on ESPN, by the way. What's going to happen in that one if it were to work out that way? You know, uh, New Orleans is obviously a big deal for LSU, but I think the bigger deal in this game is that Ohio State's defense is just a lot better than LSU's. And to me, that would be the difference if these two end up squaring off. And so I I would pick Ohio State uh, just because I think both teams have explosive offenses, um, you know, really good quarterbacks, uh, really good receivers. Um, both of them have a really good running back. I think Ohio State is a good bit better on the offensive line. But like I said, the biggest thing is how much better the Buckeyes are on defense. Uh, LSU has a lot of talented defensive players individually, but they just have not played as well uh, as a unit this season. And I, I think ultimately uh, that's what would uh, be the difference in this game. And I, I think Ohio State ends up winning the national championship. Now, Brad Edwards, you do know you've been here on the Y'all Show. Yeah, so you just alienated (laughs) 16 Southern states by picking the only Yankee school. You picked them to win the Natty. That's just not right. That ain't right. I did, but but I think it is worth pointing out that Ohio State's quarterback is from Georgia. Um, Hmm. So he's a traitor. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, So, 
Well, he, he started at Georgia. A, a traitor. But, but he didn't get to play, so he transferred to Ohio State. So, a reverse yeah, carpetbagger. He took his skills north. <laughs> All right. Well, Justin, we we know he's very good, and we know that Ohio State obviously undefeated, and they've survived the challenges they've had. They're going to be a formidable opponent for Clemson, or if they do end up playing either Oklahoma or LSU in the national championship game. Should be an exciting college football playoff. Brad Edwards, thank you for coming back on the Y'all Show as we close out a 2019 season with you, and we look forward to catching up with you again sometime when it's warm and we're getting ready for a 2020 season. That sounds good, John. Thanks for having me. And thank you. When we come back on the other side of this timeout, it's our final segment of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show, and our final show of 2019. And we've got a special thank you for all y'all. And from Dixie with Love, we'll send this out to the house and to the new year. The Y'all Kickoff Show continues after this break. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at bevel.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Alan Jackson in a song that was recently ranked the number one Christmas song of the holiday season, and let it be Christmas. Hello, it's our final segment of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show, as we've been today talking bowl games, and we've talked about the bottom feeder bowls, then we've moved up a notch to talk about the 15 bland bowls. And then in the previous segment, you just heard Brad Edwards, ESPN College Football Insider and analyst on ESPN and ESPN Radio. He was on to walk through what we call the 10 bodacious bowls on this, the finale of the Y'all Kickoff Show for the year 2019. Well, I'm John Rawl. Thank y'all for being with us along the way. Remember, we got this thing going on Labor Day weekend. We've had a great time providing you insight on all of the weekend football games. We've had some great upsets here in this year of college football. We've had teams come out of nowhere and have wonderful seasons. I'm, I'm looking at you, Memphis Tigers. I'm looking at you, Appalachian State, for the great upsets they had over both Carolinas, North and South here this year we've had teams like lsu they are back into the national picture at number one in this postseason heading into it at least and they're a team of course that's won three national championships before but ed orgeron has done an amazing job there along the bio and he's got his tigers poised to perhaps win another national championship and it's good to see fresh blood in the 
semifinals. Let's be honest, Clemson and Alabama and the Ohio States and Oklahoma's. After a while, it's nice to have fresh blood. Speaking of those teams, remember Alabama. A good season for Nick Saban. Unfortunately, it's a bad season if you're a diehard Crimson Tide fan because you're not in the college football playoff and you're not even in a New Year's Six bowl game here this year. So for Tide fans, you're ready for next year. You're ready for Nick Saban to make some kind of changes. Whether that happens, we'll we'll find out here. But it's a it's been a great year. Of course, we love to not only talk about the big time football programs, the Power Five programs. We love to give plenty of attention to the Group of Five schools. We've done that talking CUSA, American football. We've talked about the Sun Belt Conference as well. And we've even talked about the Liberty Flames, who are off to a bowl, first time ever for Hugh Freeze's Flames. And so we've given the little guys some love here on the Y'all Show, and we've even given the little, little guys, FCS football, a lot of attention. Keep in mind, the national championship for FCS is going to be in Frisco, Texas, and that happens on the Saturday prior to the FBS national game. So on Saturday, January 11th in Frisco, Texas, that'll be your national championship of FCS football. That'll be on ESPN. You can tune in and watch that when that time comes. It ought to be a great game. Is North Dakota State really going to be playing in another national championship game? Well, chances are they will, but I encourage you to go on to ESPN in ESPN 3 and check out all of the semifinal contests going on in FCS football over the next couple of days. Speaking of semifinals, don't forget the big semifinals of Division One FBS football features Oklahoma and LSU in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. That's going to be on the 28th of December, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central, televised on ESPN from Atlanta. And then following that game, Ohio State, or should I say the Ohio State, and Clemson get together out in Tempe, or is it, it's not Tempe, it's Glendale. Glendale, I should know, I was just out at State Farm Stadium a couple of months ago and took a picture in front of the place. Great Pat Tillman statue there, and it's a pretty cool stadium there, State Farm Stadium. Used to be what Phoenix uh, University of Phoenix Stadium. Now it's State Farm Stadium. SFS. Ohio State and Clemson is the game going on there. Eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central on the twenty eighth of December, televised on ESPN. Winners of those two games, of course, move on to the national championship game, which is going to be in New Orleans on January thirteenth. That game starts at eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central on ESPN in the national championship. I do find it a little weird. I know I don't think this is the first year of this. A little weird that the national championship game is going to be on a cable network. Wouldn't you think a college football national championship should be on a broadcast network? Let's say ABC, since ABC and ESPN are part of the same company. You'd think that if you aren't a paying customer to your cable company, that you might could watch the national championship game. And that would be on ABC, but evidently ESPN says, nope, we're going to put it here on this network. Monday Night Football, January 13th, it's going to be your national championship game again. And we'll find out if we got a, a new winner in, let's say, a team like LSU who's not won a college football playoff game. Or is it going to be old teams? Maybe that team that won the very first playoff, Ohio State, will be in the mix here this year. And then you got Oklahoma still looking to win a game in the playoff and then or, or win a national championship game. And then Clemson, who's your defending national championship. Should all be fun. And we will be right back here in January to dissect all of the fun. But we will not be having y'all kickoff shows until Labor Day 2020. Thank y'all for tuning in throughout the year. We've had a ball walking through college football with you. And General Gridiron thanks you for listening to his report each week. 
have a wonderful christmas new year's and uh, boxing day for our canadian listeners we'll be back here on the y'all show come january 6th of 2020 have a great bowl season i'm john rawl signing off you've been listening to the y'all kickoff show bowl edition from dixie with love's gonna get us to kickoff merry christmas mother was very familiar with her neighborhood but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at when something feels different it could be alzheimer's now is the time to talk a message from the alzheimer's association and the ad council